If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Did you know for like a couple of bucks a month you can support this show? It's that easy. It's that cheap. Head on over to theinstance.net for details. You're listening to The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 578. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Scott. How are you doing on this most auspicious oh. of... Is it auspicious? Maybe not. Is it? It's just the day. On the... How are you doing on this day, oh, Scott? I see. Well, okay, let's look at it. It's a week from Halloween. It's also a week from the uh, BlizzCon weekend. Uh, it's a week mm. from uh, the end Which of time. Which is more important? Halloween or BlizzCon? Normal- I- I'd go with BlizzCon, but I'm a dirty European. I don't care all that much about uh, Halloween. Yeah, you guys don't have the Halloween thing we do here. Really. We do. It's been, you know, manufactured a little bit over the years, and some people celebrate it. But yeah, eh. I, I, it's a big deal here um, in the states, and and I think especially. I mean, I I can't say this for sure because I don't really live anywhere else, but I can tell you, growing up here, uh, where I grew up in Salt Lake City, it has always been a huge deal. And um, no, but for you, because I suspect if you walk around in Salt Lake City and ask people, so which one is more important, Halloween or BlizzCon? I suspect most people would say um, Halloween. Yeah, but for mo- you, for me, I would say BlizzCon. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, the difference this year is there that this is the first Halloween I'll actually not be on a plane for about three or four years or however long it's been, mm-hmm. and uh, I am weirdly looking forward to it. For one reason, and that is we're going to run around with uh, with Van in his little um, Hobbit costume and do some like old fashioned <laughs> trick or treating. So that's going to be fun. But on the other hand, I don't get to see my good friend and pal Patrick Beja uh, over there in uh, Anaheim, California. So I'm real bummed about that. Uh, that is true. I mean, there are other people you're not going to see, but they don't matter as much. No, that is yeah, understood. Garrett. I mean, Garrett can be seen lots of places, right? Like you can just mm. see him. Uh, but no, I'll miss seeing him as well. By the way, he's not here today because he's still traveling with his wife. Um, lots of crazy uh, October business for him, as it turns out. Uh, but we should be able to hear from him next week while he is on the floor of BlizzCon. Anyway, a lot happening, a lot going on. We should probably talk about some of it right now. Okay, you told me before the show... And you know what? Let me preface this. It's important to note this, I think. Okay. There is no... (laughs) There is no big news at the moment. Okay? World of Warcraft, it churns away at its pace. We're expecting, you know, things at BlizzCon, but there's not a lot happening there. Not a lot of movement with the the geopolitical China China stuff. It's all just kind of been quiet this week. And that's Mm -hmm. normal because BlizzCon's coming. What's a little abnormal is they waited till the very last freaking second to release the schedule. 
and they still haven't released the bands, which is not that important, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Knowing all of that, that means we've had some time to think. And apparently Patrick has had enough time to think <laughs> that he thinks he has a solution to all of Blizzard's problems, is the way he put it to me. And I am right. I am on pins and needles to hear this. So, so Patrick, tell me, do tell, what are the solutions okay. to, to Blizzard's problems? I may have oversold this to you just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. But um I think I think I I've been thinking about this um a little bit and thinking what could Blizzard do that is realistic and that could satisfy me to an extent um that they are not that they care that that could just satisfy me that they're um, not an, a, a, the ultimate evil of the world. Oh, you know wow. that they're okay. a corporation that uh, has interests and that they're doing what they can. Yeah. And obviously, I think there's nothing that they could say that would satisfy everyone. So if the solution I'm proposing here makes you think, no, that's crap, then you know, you're one of the people that wouldn't be satisfied. I think it would be satisfactory for at least a number of people who are still not pissed off, but, you know, a little bit uh, uh, frustrated by the way things have been happening there. Sure. sure. And so that being said... Um, and that, I don't I think, think, by the way, I don't think that's a crazy notion that the, uh, the idea that everybody's a little bit like, what are they, how are they going to react during this? What's the, mm. what's the scene on the ground going to be? How do they keep the hype meter high without, without the, do they address it on stage? Like this is on everybody's mind. So I think it's, it's a fair right. assessment to say that that's still a thing that is still a little trepidatious, despite uh, Bethesda trying to steal all the gaming negative news from out of our feet uh it still kind of looms hot and 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 hardy there so anyway okay so now to the solution right okay so if anyone at blizzard is hearing this feel free to escalate this to your pr people as a potential uh, avenue to explore right. so here we go go um I do think that they need to say something, as we've discussed uh, on this show and on other shows. They need to say something before the show starts at the opening ceremony, probably, um, because if they don't, then the entire show is going to be about uh, China. If they do, then, you know, the first half day, everyone's going to talk about what they say, but then they'll be able to put that behind them, at least to an extent, and focus on the many announcements they apparently have in their pockets. Right. Um, so I think... What is important to, um, to, to realize is that Blizzard, like any other company, does not want to be in a position of arbitrage mm. and doesn't want to be saying whatever this country does is acceptable and whatever this country does is not. And I don't think that's a completely unreasonable position to be in. We, we can argue about it and say, you know, in these cases, that should, they should say something. But I think a lot of people would understand that they can't be. So if uh, uh, Brack comes out on stage mm -hmm. and says this, essentially, we don't think it is Blizzard's role to say or decide uh, that what a country does is acceptable or not. Because this is a rabbit hole that is difficult to come out of. For example, even our own country, the U.S., there are sometimes things that the U.S. does that we, uh, on a personal level, don't agree with. 
but if Blizzard comes out and says every time something happens, uh, then we don't agree with this, it never ends. And right. it's not Blizzard's role or any company's, or, you know, they, they'll speak for themselves, uh, Blizzard's role. Wow. Of course, you kind of, you kind of uh, uh, abscond the fact that in this case, uh, someone said something actively and it's not them going out and commenting on a country's action, but it invited itself in their backyard. But, you know, let's put that aside for a second. All right. So this is the setting the stage part and saying, sorry, but for essentially the subtext is we're a company, we have interests, and it's not for us to play the moral thing everywhere. We might do it in games, you know, say there's a dictator, we have to bring him down like they do all, all the time with Garrish and, and uh, Sylvanas. Or, you know, we care about equality. They demonstrate this in Overwatch, as we've said before. But real world life things is a little bit more delicate and a little bit more complicated. So this is the first part. How do they the say that, though? Part, How do they say that first part without it going for 20 minutes or without it? No, I think they say it like this. They say, you know, we uh, believe that it's, it is not Blizzard's role in society to be the arbiter of what a country does. And I think they can talk about the U.S. They don't even have to talk about China. But I'm pretty sure that people would understand the U.S. sometimes does things that are not very cool, um, that are not acceptable. We, I'm sure everyone will realize what these things are in the past uh, a few years. Uh, I am not just talking about the Trump administration. There are many things throughout history that are, uh, you know, the recent history that are not great. So if he just says, we don't think it is uh, Blizzard's role to weigh in on uh, what a country does or doesn't do, mm -hmm. right? Got it. And, and this is not an easy thing to say. And I think everyone would rather having them not have to, to say this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's a controversial thing to even bring up. But it is necessary at this point to stave off the uh, uh, never-ending story of China, I think. But again, this is just the first part. I think a second part is necessary as well, which is a nod, as we've said before, towards, but we still have opinions. You know, they have to straddle that line. Mm -hmm. And I think the way they can uh, push that uh, idea is, say, again, candidly, very with the personal touch, but we still have opinions as um, individuals. And... In, in the case of this BlizzCon, there are a number of organizations that are um, present outside the conference grounds. And we would encourage uh, showgoers and media, you know, journalists, to take maybe a little bit of time and go talk to them. Mm. And I don't know how much they, they can push this, but and say, for example... Um, and if the journalists want to dedicate one of the articles they were going to do about BlizzCon to a, a cause a cause that they are defending, maybe that would be an appropriate uh, thing for them to do or without passing judgment of what they, on what they should or shouldn't do. But essentially telling people it's not Blizzard's role to do this, but encouraging the journalists and even the showgoers to go out and listen to what these organizations have to say and hear their plights and hear their concerns and their message. And in that way, I think they 
pull back just enough for bec from becoming uh, the decider of, of morality, mm -hmm. which, again, I don't think is fair to push on them, and say, we have people just here that want to speak to you. Maybe you could go do that. Mm. And so encourage people to actually go out and talk, because obviously this is not going to be white supremacists, uh, you know, outside of BlizzCon. Right. It's going to be people talking about Hong Kong and China and the problems there. Right. So I wonder if that wouldn't be an accept. And obviously the professional people at Blizzard and, you know, the PR people would phrase this a lot better and more subtly, I'm sure. But um, I I'm wondering if this wouldn't be an acceptable compromise to uh, uh, what the, the, you know, to get out of the situation there is, which is, telling people without doing it themselves, but this might be something you want to hear about and talk about. What if, what do you think? okay, all of that's good. What if Jay Allen Brack, while he delivers this uh, concise thing, right, from stage, what if he's in a Murloc onesie when he does it? Do you think that would improve or diminish mm. the impact of his message? I wonder. Um, I would love it. Depends it depends on which did. Murloc. Oh. I depend. It depends which Murloc. Okay. I think that would a dark purple, uh, nasty one. Just a big onesie with the hood on, you know, mm. and the big tentacles hanging off. And he's a big guy, so he would just look like a giant kid in pajamas. I think people would really take that seriously. I think that would really hammer it home. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not maybe. so much. Not so much. All right. Maybe not. Maybe I, it's a bad idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with no. Okay. But, um, Fair enough. But not a red one. Don't wear a red one. Anyway. Hey, that's a terrible joke. Maybe about a red Winnie China. the Pooh Murloc. Oh yeah. There you um, go. That would work. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, all right. Well, that's interesting. I, I think uh, they do have to have some messaging. Whether or not they, they, I still, oh, boy, for, for me, it's a complete toss up about what they actually do. Part of me thinks they're just gonna go for it and have the lights go down and have a voice go. BlizzCon, welcome to blah, 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 blah. Here's a video, and then they're gonna just blah, 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 jail and brack, and then he'll come out, and everyone will clap, and there'll be a few free China yells because, of course, and then he'll just lay into the games. I have a feeling they may just not talk about it at all. I feel like they're probably not gonna say anything, and I, and I, 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 I think it would be Blizzard's tend, you know, in into consistent with Blizzard's habit of mm -hmm. not touching it, mm -hmm. but I. I don't know. You know, maybe we're too ingrained into the the hardcore community and we hear about this every week and maybe it wouldn't be, you know, the larger world wouldn't care. Yeah. But I think that would be misreading the mood around the... Because also, remember, the people who are going to be making the most noise are the journalists and the hardcore community. Yeah. And by if they say something like, I said it will be it will be like well it, essentially it's a way of also shifting the responsibility to others to an extent you know it's like listen to hear about these things you need media you need the press those are the people who speak out about the uh, things that are happening in Hong Kong and again I think that is a fair way of looking at it so if they do that they can say hey we've said what we had to say about this uh, please refer to our earlier statement or whatever. If they don't, every Q&A, as we said last week, Q&A, people jumping on stage, it's going to bring it back up because they don't have an answer for it. 
Yeah. And Sidney um, in the chat room saying something I disagree with. He's saying the topic is largely dead in the community already. If that's true, I think that says awful things about the community. Uh, and by, I don't mean that they all should just be enraged constantly 100% of the day, all day, 24-7. What I'm saying is, is it important or isn't it important? And if it is important, I think people are going to still hold it as important. If it's not important, then what the hell are we doing? Like, Well, I, I would, if looking at it from a PR standpoint, if it's already dead, and I think this impression is not completely um, inaccurate. Well, we all have the attention is, you don't span. Want to bring it back up. Gamers have the attention but, span of a flea sometimes, right? Like we're just well, on, on to the next thing. In this case, I, in this case, I think people are waiting to see what happens at BlizzCon. It's not dead. It's just people are. If BlizzCon was six months from now, yes. But now people are waiting, and if it's not addressed, it will flare back up. And it might be that it flares back up and just, you know, people are overwhelmed by whatever game is announced and it dies down. But that is a dangerous, either bet is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but I think this one is more dangerous. Yeah. Again, because you have the, the possibility of people jumping on stage and asking questions at Q&A and journalists asking these questions at uh, interviews every single time. So they have to be prepared about this anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, we, we but shall, you don't we like my see. my my idea of them saying go talk to the people we made comfortable. No, outside. no, no. I actually think that's a good idea. I think that that's a actually okay. a great idea. Um, and that seemed you you're a bit of a peacekeeper, dude. In your brain, I've always felt like Patrick's that kind of guy. Anyway, so you thinking outside the box there is pretty good. Like letting, I, this is what I want from Blizzard is just to open up and be real about everything. And and what I mean by that is don't get all stiff and cold and stand in the corner and say, we've made our statement moving on or make it too corporate or whatever. Like admit that this was bad and admit that this is a problem. And also say, maybe one of the things we do could do is you know, like discuss it more with each other. For example, these groups here, blah, 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 talk to somebody, see why they're yeah. so upset. Like, that's a great idea. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't mm. think he'll do it, but I would, uh, that would be a thing. If I was in the board meeting, I would recommend. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, there is tens of thousands of people at BlizzCon who are just waiting for an excuse to put this behind them. Um, and you need to get, and to be excited about BlizzCon. I want to be excited about BlizzCon. Yeah. But I also want to, them to do something that will enable me morally, and it has to be significant. It can't be, you know, a joke or whatever. It has to be something that I... Uh, uh, deem like they actually have a thoughtful uh, response about this. And to me, what I laid out is thoughtful for, and enough. For some other people, it, they will say, no, it's not enough. But I think right. those people would never be satisfied unless they actively actually condemn China, which what we know they're not going to do. Well, there's no so, way they do that. Yeah. Right. And so for me, if they do this, I can move on a little bit, uh, talk about this at some point as well, and then be excited about Diablo and Overwatch. I'm being very honest here. Uh, and, and those things. Um, but if they say nothing, then I can't. They're, you know, I mean, I'm still going to be excited about the games, but there's going to be that thing looming over it. Uh, not just for now, not just for BlizzCon, but for months to come. It's going to remain in the background and it's going to tarnish their image. So that's why I think even though everything is going to tell them their habits, their instinct is going to tell them they shouldn't touch it. Um, I, I still think it would be a mistake. And this, you know, this is the exception. Yeah. This is when you actually should touch it. 
just a little bit. Just a little like, bit. Just a little touch. Just a little poke. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the chat room's having a bit of a conversation about the open Q&A thing that was, that was canceled as a sign that they don't want to have a lot of interference. And here's, I just want to make something kind of clear. There's no such thing at BlizzCon as an open Q&A anyway. Everything is screened. All those questions are. I hosted the WoW Q&A last year, and it was 100% questions that we got, we liked, and then we contacted those people that were on the show floor and said, hey, do you want to ask your question on the mic? And then for people at home, we were going to do it from the stage. That's exactly how that stuff goes. Here's the problem. Sometimes people say, yeah, I want to ask a question about um, how come the uh, how come Jaina Proudmore's hair has a streak in it or whatever, okay? And then they get up to the mic and they do something completely different that they didn't tell you they were going to say. That happened in the in the uh, Diablo Immortal thing. Uh, somebody submitted a question. It was approved. He got up there to ask it, and instead he said uh, whatever rude thing he said and then walked off. Uh, I understand their trepidation about that because people will lie and give you the question wrong, and then they'll get up and have their 15 seconds in the sun and, and make a big stink about it. So all of that stuff is screened. The only exception to that was last year when I had Metzen sneak in there. That was all just off the cuff. <laughs> we were just screwing around. There were no real questions there to approve. He he gets a pass. But everybody else in that line, from top to bottom, those questions are all pre-screened. And it's been that way forever. Maybe one of the first couple of BlizzCons, maybe not. Things were smaller and it was Yeah, just I think they implemented this uh like a couple of years in or two or three years in. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time. At least five years, I think. Because, duh, because people are trolls and they know they're on camera and they like to be idiots. Like, of course they screen these. So, Well, it's not just for that. I mean, yes, to an extent, but it's also sometimes you just have bad questions or questions that are repeated from previous ones. Um, there's, and it does, again, it doesn't prevent people from being uh, uh, doing what they want if they really want to. It's just a way of making sure it, it goes a little bit more smoothly uh, for most of it. Right. So, exactly. So, I, I, anyway, I think that's the thing not to get hung up on because, yeah, it's significant in that they, it seems like they're avoiding some yelling and some annoying things happening on their, you know, on their stream. I mean, again, these things I don't think are unreasonable to not want to have happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's side effects of a bigger problem they need to address, but these aren't side effects that, they should necessarily have to deal with when they're trying to build a platform. They've sold a lot of copies of the virtual ticket. Those people have an expectation for what they're going to get and what they're going to get. Isn't supposed to be a bunch of yelling on a mic and people getting carted away and all that sort of thing. Like it's a, this isn't, this isn't the floor of the Senate. This is a blizzard event. I understand why they would want to have that I stuff mean, controlled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Yes. Yeah. And they don't owe anybody anything beyond that like the live q a is not a chance okay patrick maybe this is a solution why not why may why not i mean they're not going to and they haven't yet but they could have put on the schedule a q a about this issue they could have had a small stage dedicated to hey we're going to discuss some of this stuff and i know that that's never going to happen and it's way too off the cuff and it's not well, I, I know that goes against everything we just said about how tight-lipped blizzard it's about everything. It, it's not even that. It's that if they do that, they put themselves in a position to decide right. and pass moral judgment right. on things, which is exactly what they want to avoid to do, you know, publicly, officially. Yeah. I wish um, they could do things like that, though. Like, that would give me all kinds of heart. I'd be I like, mean, all right, cool. Get up there. And, and maybe some of your answers, like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's honestly, too big. It's too complicated. I but. would... 
I, I don't want them to discuss it. If they would go that far, I would just want them to put out a statement saying, you know, we believe that the actions of the Chinese government in the region of Hong Kong run counter to the values of the American values that we hold dear. And we think they are uh, uh, dangerous for human rights. And that's it. You know, just if you want to condemn it, do it in a statement and you don't need a discussion. Right. Yeah. So and and then they take they take the gamble and they risk their business in China, which, you know, in, in some version of this timeline uh, they could do. But right. I don't think a discussion is like what what is there to discuss? I mean, there really isn't. It's, it's not, just sort of a like yeah. like you're going to have the questions are going to be unless like, you want to go over the history of China and Hong Kong and the uh, UK and oh, uh, the British Empire and and the time all of that, but that's not. Yeah, if you want to have a complete history lesson up there, that's different. But they're not going to do that. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Here's the important thing, though. We're going to put all the politics aside now. We're going to make a couple of predictions here. Okay. They released the schedule, nice. as you know, and uh, on that schedule, right after the opening ceremony, which is listed from two p.m. to one p.m. Mountain, I guess. So, or, I'm sorry, 12 to 1, not 2. So that's uh, 10 a.m. Or no, yeah, 10 a.m. is when it starts over there, uh, local time. Right after that, <clears throat> there are four panels listed, <clears throat> excuse me, as coming soon panels, okay? About an hour each, and it doesn't say what they're for, whereas the rest of the schedule's got things like Life at Blizzard, Career and Culture, uh, Heroes of the Storm update, Quarterly century, or quarter century of Warcraft audio, blah, blah, blah. But these are empty. They don't have anything in them, presumably because they're going to talk about stuff that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, a lot of people would slot three of those as being Warcraft expansion, Diablo 4, and whatever this possible uh, Overwatch sequel slash PvE focused thing, whatever it is. A lot, of, a lot of weird info about that thing. But whatever that is, let's say those are the, those are the three things. In my opinion, that is a full play to BlizzCon announcements. What the hell is that fourth panel for? Do you have any guesses? So, yeah, uh, there are actually six coming soon slots um, over the two days. Oh, so two, it's, yeah. it's not just four, and it might be that some of those announcements require two additional slots, um, which could make sense. Maybe not all of them. So we're still left with. Uh, three announcements we're getting to be reasonably sure about, the three you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, and maybe one or even two others, mm. um, which, to answer your question, I think Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, WoW expansion. Um, That's enough. I mean, can it probably, possibly be anything else? Because if it's a new IP, there's no way there's time for that. No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's it's probably gonna be Diablo 2 remaster. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a theory. John Bo or John had that theory on core as well. Like maybe we'll end up with a with a remaster for Diablo yeah. 2, which would be which would be a thing you'd want to announce around your Diablo 4 announcement because the likelihood exactly. of you getting Diablo 4 or whatever it's called before 2's remaster is unlikely. You probably get the remaster first, uh, timing wise. Like there's a lot of reasons that makes sense. I hadn't I hadn't considered that, but a whole panel for that is. Seems kind of intense to me. I don't know why. Yeah, it just does. A little bit, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, and they could have, I think they have a panel called the Future of WoW or something like that. So maybe one of those 
would be dedicated to the expansion and they haven't revealed it. One for Diablo 2 Remaster, and then two per entirely new game announcement, Diablo 4 and Overwatch BVE, uh, Overwatch 2. Maybe they have, you know, one deep dive and one, uh, you know, the features or presentation or whatever, because if they have all this, they're only going to be able to spend... 10 minutes or five minutes per game at the opening ceremony. Sure. And and uh, so. someone in the chat makes a point that I think is good to think about, which is sometimes there's, you know, if the thing, if an announcement's big enough, you may have two panels that are dedicated entirely to two, two aspects of whatever game that is. You know, it could be, here's the story and all the lore. And then the next panels, here's the gameplay. Like it, it very well could be that. And Diablo four could fit that thing. So who knows? But I, I'm really curious about that because that is unusual. It's an unusual looking stretch for BlizzCon if you look at the timeline there compared to other years. Um, yeah, definitely. And and it could be that there is another new project which could be a mobile game. Yeah. They have been working on many of those. But don't you um, think that would be nuts? Like in the light of Immortal though, like them dedicating, well, I don't know. That's that's not fair to say. Make like maybe there is room for a fourth if it is a smaller mobile project. Like that would be that would I make would sense. I think so. Yeah. I think you know, especially if you have all of this, no one can accuse Blizzard of not caring about the PC gamer right. with all of this. Um but if I don't know, it, it seems they might be shying away from doing anything mobile this year. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against them at all. I think if they have, that's what we were saying last year. Um, announce Diablo Immortal if you want, but give something to the PC gamers as well, and everything would have been fine. Um, which. This year they could do that, and I think it would be fine. And people would be the people who would be excited about the mobile thing would be, and the people who are excited about the PC things would be. So, what happened last year wasn't a uh, universal incident that would happen anytime they mention anything mobile, right? Right. right. So, if that's the takeaway they they had, I think it would be uh, too bad. Yeah, I agree. Um... It's interesting because if they have a new IP to launch that isn't mobile, let's say let's say they got a new mainline IP in the vein of that thing they just canceled, the StarCraft Battlefield sort of game. I don't think they ever had a title, but whatever it was called. Um, if they had something of that level, that was like a big next generation mainline IP in the way that Overwatch was in 2014 when they announced it, um, that feels like a thing they'd save for its own BlizzCon and make it the the prime thing, which would sound like a twenty a twenty twenty BlizzCon to me. So so if this is, if I was Blizzard and if I had something like that in the wings this year, your most important job is to make Diablo a big freaking middle of middle of the camera deal. It's got to be a huge deal. Then you and I think that's your number one. Actually, this is the order I would do it in. I agree with John Jagger who had this had this feeling last night, and I agree with it. Here's your order. Uh, you do WoW expansion first. That's, this is your announcement order. So WoW expansion, big cinematic, get all excited, lots of teasers about what it's going to be, blah, blah, blah. Your middle announcement is whatever this Overwatch thing is, because I'm, I'm still not convinced it's like a full sequel. The, there's too much writing on the, uh, the pro scene on the original game for them to just switch gears and say, well, here's a whole new competitive game. I think there's more to it, and I don't know what the answer is yet. 
But I think that's your second no, thing. Go ahead. You're talking about Overwatch? Yeah. Oh, it's. I, I think it's just going to be Overwatch 2 with PvE elements, and then it integrates Overwatch 1, and Overwatch 1 continues uh, as it's been before. And you can buy, and maybe even Overwatch 1 goes free to play. Yeah. Uh, that's possible. That's a good point. Um, but anyway, then, so here, so I think that's second, though. And then I think the third big announcement, third and final, basically, not final, because there's always like, let's give Hearthstone a minute. And, you know, there's other little things that'll happen on the stage. But I think your big final finale announcement will end up being Diablo 4. And uh, I'm still pretty convinced that Immortals like playable same day because they're going to say, and you can play Immortal today. Ah! I mean, I still feel like there's a goodwill to do that, even though everyone was mad about it last year. I think actually having it will be a good deal. Um, and I think that anything like a brand new giant IP you wait till 2020 because in 2020 your new wow expansion is out or coming out your uh diablo 4 is just in the works and happening and being built but it's not out yet that's probably 2021 or 2022 and uh your overwatch thing is either out or coming out like you've kind of spent all your schmoo in 2019 so you wait till 2020 for your big new ip so if there is, i'm saying if there is a new ip in the wings that's how they do it they don't do this next weekend. They hold that thing till for another year. Because I'll tell you what, if it's true that a WoW expansion, which in its own right is a big deal, and by the way, they're bread and butter. Think about it. None of these games are done that we're talking about. Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, those are not games that are being currently made. Or excuse me, they're not games that are being currently sold. And uh, outside of Warcraft 3 Reforged and a possible remastered Diablo 2, neither of those are revenue generators other than some pre-orders for Warcraft 3. Their money that is being churned out of that company comes from WoW subscriptions. That's where it's at. And services related to it. So uh, that's well, already I mean, sure a huge Overwatch deal. And Hearthstone are, are bringing in a decent amount of money as well. I mean, they do okay, but I don't think they're bringing in what, they're, what they need to. Like the cash cow is still Warcraft. I have to think that revenue wise, what else is like, there's no way that Hearthstone cards are competing with, uh, with wow money. Um, in fact, they don't even, they don't even put that revenue individually anymore. They lump it all together outside of world world of Warcraft, which is kind of telling. It's like how Apple puts watches and peripherals together because you know, nobody wants to admit that those numbers aren't amazing. So I, I, anyway, but my point is that is a full plate of content on day one fourth ip you're gonna wait a year or patrick's theory that it's mobile you could squeeze that in if it's a mobile thing you could probably pull it off i'm guessing mobile won't be a new ip anyway it's going to be something that has to do with existing ips yeah hopefully starcraft because they keep leaving that open and they need to make a starcraft thing in my opinion something that isn't an rts let's get that world going it sits there just begging to be to have more done in it what the hell are you guys doing? Uh, all right. Only anyway, that's our prediction about the uh, that stuff there. Uh, there's still no um, still no bands being announced, which is weird. You have any guesses? Who you think might play? As it looks like there's three three entertainment stages, so I think they're doing the three band thing again. So who would you hire for your? I don't your, think uh, there's going to be an actual no well known band. You don't think so? They would have announced already, right? Well, I mean, they usually announce anything by now. Like, it's this is way late. So I don't think it's going to be... We're not getting, like, Metallica level anymore. I think they peaked there. But 
uh, you know, uh, who was it the other? Oh, John the other day said he thinks it'll be 21 pilots and then a couple of YouTubers nobody's heard of or something like that. And I, I think it might be, you know, maybe mid-level people like Jonathan Colton, geek, um, geek type uh, uh, artists. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I'll be very honest there. Even when they were massive bands, I never went to see them. <laughs> so it's not why I go to BlizzCon. And usually by the time that part rolls in, I am so exhausted. I've been running around trying not to miss anything, recording 15 different shows. Um, I'm just, I, I usually go up to the guild hall uh, from AIE, sit down, chat with cool people, and just relax and not care about the concert yeah so, i do the same thing foo fighters was my big exception because i love those guys but everything else i was just like yeah i can't be bothered i i was like i think in fact with you in 2013 was it they um you were still in pr and you got us you got us to fast jump in a line to play heroes of the storm that year because it got announced that year Mm. And and so I remember I don't remember who the band was, but I remember you carting us down to the main floor, getting us in line. Uh, we were able to bump ahead of everybody. <laughs> this is very privileged Please information. Please say that again. Please, yeah. yeah. Let me keep telling Please, people how I, you helped us cheat. Um, well, we had press passes. You're supposed to be able to jump in line anyway. But anyway, yes, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it was planned like that. It's not like I, right. you know, paid or murdered someone to have you. <laughs> It, that's how it's supposed to work with people who have press passes. They never found oh, the body. Just, they never found the body yeah. is what we're saying. But anyway, so we get in there and we're all playing that thing. And I remember the muffled sound of, you know, Blink-182 or whoever it was just off the other direction, just going like the concert was going. And I'm like, nope, this is where I would rather be playing a video game with my friends and not sitting in a sweaty mosh pit trying to decide if I like Linkin Park or not. So anyway, there's that. And it was so fun as well. I remember, I think I played Arthas. Yeah, you were Arthas. And I was like, yep. I think so. And I, it was, yeah. I was Jim Rayner, I believe. Mm. Uh, or Tychus. I might have been Tychus. It's a bad time. All right. Uh, so bands, who cares? But that's still coming. We'll probably find out in the next day or so. I know a lot of people like that. So I hope that works out. Uh, do you uh, do you feel like thanking Fallout 76 for taking a little heat off of Blizzard this week? <laughs> <laughs> It feels like they were, uh, you know, instrumental in making people focus on something else. Another shiny object. For a minute. Yeah. For a minute. I was saying, I was debating. Um, I w was having insomnia yesterday and I came across this and I was thinking, uh, uh, I couldn't find a clever way of putting it, but I wanted to tweet something about, wow, Bethesda is really trying their best to top Blizzard. The only thing they could do now to make it better would be to like ban someone from hong kong or something like if the game or but yeah <laughs> right it's, it, it, i mean it's horrible for bethesda because it's a game I, I and i'm sure you know everyone has horror stories with games but this is a game that was one of the most broken at launch mm -hmm. that had huge problems for months and now that it's finally getting to a place you know a few months ago it was getting to a place where people who stuck with it were kind of happy about it mm -hmm. um yeah they were they were tempting a few of us again. to go check it out we were like i had a feeling of like ooh, that sounds like what they've added is nice maybe i'll go yeah. back to that uh, and see if they didn't completely ruin the beloved franchise and, and then this happens only yeah not only is the update 
broken to like it eats your loot to some extent but also to get access to private servers you have to pay a monthly subscription 12 bucks a month 12.99 a month yeah or it's not a like year. they're doing it four bucks or seven bucks 12.99 and yeah. maybe it's only for the people who want to host i guess it's possible but well wow, if, you, if you want the other benefits is... like the unending inventory and the whatever other reasons you do it they it's just ridiculously priced it's you know it's not it's not uh somebody losing their their freedom and human rights in china level of anything but it's a pretty pretty dumb thing and i and also I comes mean, out the week when like they're one of the best ones of those kinds of games is launching this week with outer worlds mm -hmm. uh i started playing it it's freaking fantastic obsidian made um fallout new vegas for Bethesda, this is a lot like that, which is a really good thing in my mind because I loved New Vegas, my, one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, it's very good. So to have all this happen during a week when kind of a, a, a brand new IP from a very good developer is kind of kicking dirt in your normal space that you own, it's a little bit dangerous. Like, I don't know, man, it just looks looks bad, feels bad. It's just every aspect of this story. Obviously, as you said, it's from a gaming perspective, not from a human rights perspective. Right. Um, but in that context, every aspect of this story is terrible. It's the stupid. game was bad at launch. People stuck with it. Now they're being asked to pay. And when they do, not only are they not getting what they were promised, meaning some of the instances are recycled and they're not truly private, and the, the loot scrap box thing is apparently making your loot disappear which is so that's in bad. certain conditions but that's bad anyway it i'm, I'm sure they're going to fix it but it's just uh yeah here's a here's a little bit of conspiracy for you maybe blizzard contacted uh on on behalf of the chinese government hello china and they said hey <laughs> that's mike morheim by the way hello china it's a long time ago anyway uh, they said, "Hey, why don't y'all throw? Why don't you throw us a bone here and screw something up so we can have a little bit of heat off of us before BlizzCon?" And they said, "Okay, we'll do that for you." And a little, uh, mm -hmm. little exchange. I am of certain that is what happened. <laughs> Not only that, but also that it's going to work. Of course, uh, everyone's forgotten about the China thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're no, you're right. Everybody now, no one's even thinking about it. And now I take off my tinfoil hat. Uh, what else? You didn't say which the band thing. You didn't. Oh, did I predict? Oh, I think it's uh, if it's going to be a big band, I'd I'd call something like uh, John kept saying Twenty One Pilots. I think that's actually a good call. Uh, if it's uh, if they have a returning band, I think it could possibly be uh, that Jack Black thing. I can't think of the name. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, oh, tenacious, tenacious D. D. That was a huge hit, and it just seems like a thing you could get twice. Um, mm -hmm. but if not that. I'll bet someone's a popular YouTube music person. I'll bet someone else is uh, maybe another DJ type, the way they got out of Christian Nairn last year. And then the third would have to be train level, and I don't know who that would be. Well, it's definitely weird that they haven't announced it yet. Not weird, but unusual. It's unusual, yeah, to go this late. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, for context, by the way, this thing. Hello, China. That's uh, when he was welcoming the Chinese market to Diablo 3. So this is years ago. And he has a whole a whole thing where he just is talking about how great it is to have China playing Diablo 3. Not that It means nothing. I'm just playing it because, you know, China's in the news. We're bringing up to China all the time. 
Right, Patrick? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was, it is great on the face of it to have Chinese players be able to play all of those cool games. Yeah, it um, was. I mean, look, Chinese players, nothing wrong with them. You guys are fine. Your government's a little weird, but you're, you know, players are great. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, here's the, uh, the final thing I want to talk about before we look at what else is going on around Blizzard. Um, the new unit art for Warcraft 3 Remastered has been kind of trickling releasing over the last few weeks. So new models for Thrall and Jaina and Illidan and, you know, pre-curse Sylvanas and all that stuff. And I think they look amazing. I think these things look incredible. They're much more detailed and... Uh, just really rad-looking, textured, detailed little characters uh, that we know and love from the Warcraft universe. And I went online and said, hey, I think these are looking awesome. What do other people think? And a bunch of people really don't like them and think that the WoW incarnation is way better. And I don't. I feel like I'm in, I'm in crazy land um, because they're still, uh, what's the word? They're still stylized. They're still, you know, they, these aren't like ultra-realistic. They're just so much more detailed. I'm getting textures they would never have in World of Warcraft. And I can't believe it's even in an RTS. Like, the detail is crazy. So I don't know if you've seen a bunch of these, but if you have, would you have an opinion? Do you think I'm crazy? Do these not look cool? Am I just nuts? Because they look I great. I think they look pretty cool. I don't, I don't know why people don't like them. I've seen a few, but they seem maybe a little bit uh, plasticky. There's some lighting on there that seems a bit... Um, to, I don't know, artificial. Maybe but, like little statues I mean, or seem, something. I mean, the movement maybe will change our minds, but they do look kind of like mm -hmm. statues, I guess. You know. Yeah, a little bit, exactly. Um, but I think you know they look. We it's hard to tell because we don't see them uh, full screen or anything like that. But they seem very detailed. They seem. I mean, I guess people agree that they feel detailed, but maybe they think the 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 style is not what they like uh i think they look really good yeah i um, do too finally yeah, someone agrees with me because i thought i was going and crazy they are the thing is they are um a little bit more warcraft e maybe it's because i knew the game back then and i know the art is a little bit different mm -hmm. in the rts than it is in the game mm -hmm. and maybe that's what's jarring to some people the um art style i guess the proportions are a little bit more normal a little bit less comic -y, mm -hmm. even though they still are somewhat comic -y. but um no, I think I, I think they're fine. They're different, but I really like. I, yeah. I think they're appropriate for a remake of that game. Yeah, I do too. Maybe we could get um, we should get Liam to record. I am my somewhat pixelated scars, scars but he'd have to say somewhat pixelated. You have to say that. Mm. For, well, um, I don't know. This all looks so so uh, well designed. I don't think it's pixelated at all. No, these look I amazing. How... I just mean like the the see. In my opinion, the Warcraft stuff in in WoW looks looks great for what it is. They they've been able to take this engine and sort of make it last forever, and everything still looks pretty good. I, I was looking at Rexar the other day and going, oh, man, Rexar, you still look great, dude. The greatness in this video game. But they're not that detailed, you know? They're pretty They're pretty low res. They're pretty cartooned out for reasons, you know, lots of reasons. One is obviously that's the kind of stylization they aim for. But secondly, the engine just isn't meant for super detailed, high resolution, high highly lit sort of uh, character models. So 
I mean, these are so detailed. It's crazy how detailed they are. The point is not to bring in the characters from WoW and put them in the game. The point is to remaster Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe in Warcraft 3 they didn't quite look like that. It's kind of like they tried to adapt what they looked like in the cinematics yeah. of Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it looks... A thousand times better than the WoW models. Maybe not a, a thousand times, but it's significantly higher detail than the WoW models, which yeah. is a little bit crazy to think about. It is pretty crazy. Anyway, we'll see what that looks like as we get closer to it. We don't know when that's being released. There's still no release date. I still have a feeling they say that at BlizzCon it's out. Uh, we'll see. I think both that and Immortal would uh, go a long way to make people happy if they could play both those games the day or the weekend of BlizzCon. Mm. Um that's about the only prediction think, I have that I don't, I, I really don't have any basis for it. I just feel like it would be a good idea, you know? Yeah, it seems that's not going to be the case. Probably not. All right. Now this. All right, a quick look around the rest of the Blizzard games. I mean, like I said, there's not a lot happening. And wow, other than what we already know, it's uh, the quiet before the before the con. It's just the way that stuff goes. But in Overwatch, we do know this. There's no new hero being announced at the convention which i think makes sense because if you're going to do this whatever two is uh you'd make room for that and you wouldn't worry too much about making sure you have a new hero to show off for regular old overwatch right like you just you just get out there and show the new thing and that that'll be good enough and 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 maybe there will be new heroes in overwatch 2 um whatever it ends up being called but um Actually, on uh, the Overwatch, Cent- Over- Overwatch Central uh, YouTube channel, um, Miska went ahead and did a, a really well-done recap of everything that's leading us to believe that Overwatch 2 is coming and what it could be. And there's uh, someone from the team called, I think it's Tim Ford. I remember that <laughs> name because I remember thinking about Tom Ford. And that it wasn't Tom Ford, but mm. I think anyway. Wait, Tom um, Ford is that, that the dude from the? This is not the Canadian, uh, the cocaine snorting Canadian governor, was it, or or whatever he was? Oh well, no, Tom Ford is a clothes designer. <laughs> oh, okay, so never mind. Slightly different. <laughs> I'm thinking thing. of somebody else. Yeah, it's a brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he basically was very focused on PVE things. And as they were saying, well, you know, if we were to make something more substantial uh, for Overwatch PvE, then it would need to be a lot bigger than what we do for the missions and stuff like that. And he was kind of taking lead on this and then he disappeared. And um, anyway, I think uh, he's going to be the one to come out and and probably... Along with Jeff Kaplan, he's got. He seems like he could be the lead on that, and it would be a PVE thing. Which, getting back to your question, um, no new hero for Overwatch, right? But maybe they're keeping that in Overwatch Two, the context of Overwatch Two, and then they'll say, and they will. There will be this character from Overwatch Two at some point that might come to Overwatch. Totally so, possible. Yeah. Yes, and no. I could yeah. see that. Uh, Hearthstone, we have no idea. Probably an expansion. Uh, you know, they always do something there. Talk about a bunch of well, new stuff. Well, there's the full year reveal, isn't it, at BlizzCon? That mm, they sometimes uh, preview sometimes. The, yeah. the full coming year? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Like I mean, the not, year of the chicken or something? Right, and they'll probably, inter- they, they usually show off like a new mechanic, like a new, uh, what do they call it? A new, um, what do they call those? A new keyword. Keyword. 
a couple of keywords. Yeah, yeah, so they may do that as well. I always find that's when they announce an expansion. I wish I was more into Hearthstone because those are my least favorite parts to watch. I wish I was more into it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Heroes of the Storm, I thought would have at least something to say there, but I think they have shown what they're going to do, and they're not going to do it on stage. And that is, uh, other than their own little panel, but Deathwing is coming. Uh, he's literally happening. He's in the game as of, well, he's not in there yet, but he will be in the PTR soon and released, uh, they say, right after BlizzCon uh, or whenever their next patch is after BlizzCon. And he looks rad, like full-on, always in dragon form. There's no, like, I'm in man he's form. He's a full, actual dragon. Yes, and he does like, some he is crazy too. stuff. Uh, he cannot be stopped, slowed, uh like all the things you usually do to hinder another player and kind of create lockdown, he cannot. None of that stuff affects him, but he can also not be healed. He cannot be, um, you know, uh, support buffed in any way either. So he's just kind of like this unstoppable monster, but that also does not benefit from any other sort of support abilities. It sounds really interesting. It's a little bit of a you know Chogall style goof. It's a bit gimmicky. Yeah, but. It seems like a cool gimmick, and he's really rad looking. Like he's animated really well. He never, he's never in the Nexus. He just comes flying down and lands. Uh, his one of his ultimates just burns everything. <laughs> he's just a badass. So it's it's everything you'd hope from a cataclysmic giant dragon uh, in Heroes of the Storm. And I'm a little surprised. I thought it was going to be an event, and it would just be a, sort of have something to do with him as the event, but not a character. Like I had, I had all kinds of ideas that were wrong, um, but it looks interesting. The game keeps, you know, trucking along, even though it's been sort of relegated to the back hall. Um, you know, it's still good, still fun. Still a fine game, in my opinion. Uh, and then Diablo 3, nothing, StarCraft, nothing. I hope there's StarCraft stuff at uh, BlizzCon. I really do. You know, mm, I do. Maybe a new game. Well, I don't maybe. want RTS. I want, like, that's why, I mean, as, as excited as I am for the look of, of Warcraft 3 Reforged, I'm zero excited to play it because I don't want to play an RTS right now. It's just not in the mood at all. Like, zero interest. Uh, so. Two months ago, you were saying, yeah, RTSs, no, they're awesome. No, I didn't. When did I do that? I never did that. I you thought should... that's what you said when we were talking about StarCraft. That might have been... You know, it's potential that, comeback. That could have been Garrett or something. Maybe I misremember. Because it's been years since I've really cared about an RTS, and the last one I really cared about was StarCraft too. but... Just not in the mood. I don't okay. want to do a bunch of units and go over a hill and hope I have enough stuff to kill a thing. I'm just not into it right now. <laughs> I want... Yeah, that's what it was. Garrett wants another StarCraft RTS. He keeps bringing that up. So he's... Okay, he, maybe it's Garrett. Yeah, and he wants that. I don't want that. I want, like, turn-based strategy, which I do love, um, or some kind of, I don't know, tactics game or a shooter or anything, squad shooter, whatever. All of that would be good for me. In the StarCraft mm. universe. We'll see if we get it. But it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule and there are, like, there's one Heroes panel for the entirety of BlizzCon. Yeah. One um, uh, StarCraft panel. Yep. One Diablo panel. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Everything, essentially, one Hearthstone. Yeah, I said Hearthstone. Um Everything is WoW. There's a ton of WoW stuff, including esports, but not only. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a World of Warcraft update. There's a, a Q&A, a bunch of stuff. But there's a, a very little of uh, the other games. 
-hmm. I'm just noticing now as, as I'm looking at it, there's like Heroes of the Storm update, Heroes uh, Hearthstone update, uh, maybe a couple of uh, art and that kind of thing for Overwatch. But everything else is WoW and those new things, we don't know what they are. Yeah, emphasis on, on new WoW is going to always be a thing. I'm telling you, that's just mm. that's where all the revenue is, so mm. you'd be dumb not to. But also, and they also have, by the way, yeah. uh, a, an inclusion nexus. Did you see this? No. They have like a, an actual, it's a small stage, I'm sure, but they have like a bunch of small um, panels where they're going to be talking about issues related to inclusion. Oh, I think they did that last year, but maybe they're expanding it. I thought they did. I, I don't think they, oh, did they already have a a stage dedicated I thought to they did but maybe it was just kind of a milling maybe. space maybe a place to okay. just kind of mill around and meet people I don't know now that you say that there was sure. that yeah and there was the um, that I remember when I was there a couple of years ago last year I wasn't there so maybe there was but I don't remember mm. but um, yeah anyway I just thought I, I'd mention it because it's pretty cool yeah it is cool well we'll see how that all goes now this hear ye hear ye why it's the town crier. <laughs> Time for the town crier who was up till four this morning playing uh, Modern Warfare. Fortnite Chapter 2. Oh, no. really? Yeah, Modern Warfare came out last night, and he and a bunch of his friends were up playing multiplayer all night long. I played an hour of the campaign. Yeah, what'd you think? You like it? It's, it is Call of Duty. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. I mean, not it, a lot of. It's yeah. pretty though, right? Like better looking. Very pretty. Mm -hmm. um, at least for the first hour, maybe it changes. There are some shocking moments, which are not very well put in context. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. It's just shocking moments, like terrorist attacks and stuff like that. That just happened. Was and... it Modern Warfare One or Two that had the thing at the airport where you just mowed down all those innocent people? What was that one? Where you could skip uh, the it first if you one, I believe. Was it? And okay. it was shocking, but it was one moment which was kind of the uh, one of the peaks of tensions in the game, and it was handled, I think, better than in this one. Again, I've only played an hour, but for example, uh, there's this crazy terrorist attack at some point, and. Sometimes you have units that are suicide bombers. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. And if they run to you and you shoot them, they explode. And there's a text that appears, you have been killed by a suicide bomber. Aim for the head with a little <laughs> icon that shows suicide bomber attention in comic form. Yeah. I mean, this is, really, this is the, the sound of me facepalming. Yeah. Um, it's not very... Uh, 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 not appropriate, but it's not super done in a sensitive manner. I get it's it. not quite press X to mourn, mm -hmm. but <laughs> press yeah. X to anyway. mourn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know but if I'm maybe playing it's that. different after that. I it's only the first hour, and it is high quality gameplay and all of that. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be pretty polished this time around. I hope they do okay with it, just because I want to see Activision do well enough that they don't have to bleed Blizzard every time there's a problem. That'd be good. Uh, hey, a quick email here from Ethan. He sent an email to theinstance at gmail.com. That's how you do it, folks. And he says this. Hi, guys. What's kept you guys from getting burnt out on WoW after all these years? I find myself ending up taking a two- or three-year hiatus more often than not, says Ethan. Um, 
I mean, I just went from a three-month hiatus to a hardcore two-month play, 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 play to a bit of a hiatus since the China stuff dropped because I just am annoyed. Um, not telling anyone else how to play or how to feel. It just annoyed me, so I kind of didn't feel like playing it. And I've been cheating. I've been cheating on a while with ESO a little bit. I'll swing back around. It always happens. But those those little ones are you know pretty common, I think, for most players. But going two, three years in between, I, I mean, that's fine. I'm sure there are plenty of people who have done that as well. But, Patrick, do you feel like uh, – I mean, it's, it's been a while since you've kind of hardcored in there. How do, how do you handle that, that sort of – the feeling that, wow, I've seen all this before. I really don't want to play right now. Um, I think it's fine. You know, there was a time maybe 10 years ago where WoW was the game that we would all play. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was great. That was our thing. But times change. Things change. There are a lot more awesome games these days. And uh, the way I approach it now is there are a little bit like you. There are moments or even long periods for Legion. I was playing not nonstop, but almost nonstop when I will play a lot and there are moments where I don't feel like playing and I don't try to force myself to want to play. I just go out and, and enjoy other things, which other things are often overwatch for me because <laughs> I love that game. But yeah, um, it's not. A job, yeah, right? it's not. Yeah, I, I think it's it's not necessary to have that mindset of thinking. I need to keep myself from being burnt out like I, I if you don't feel like playing then you stop playing it's fine um you'll get back to it probably because wow is uh, uh always has some most awesome moments but you don't have to feel like you you have to play because i think that is to an extent a little bit unhealthy and we did this for a long time so i'm not you know accusing anyone but also you miss out on some other things yeah so i agree yeah uh, I'm going to say this. I just thought of a scheme that is really smart and could make, get you a lot of gold in the game for very little money. So here I'm going to share my idea with the world okay. how to get a lot of I'm gold ready. for very little money during a time where there was like a bunch of people boycotting and canceling their accounts. Here's what you do. You find out who those people are and you say, dude, for 25 bucks, I'll transfer your character to my realm and then you'll mail me the your 300,000 gold or whatever it is you have. Let's say you got a million gold. You'll send me your million gold and then go delete your character. You still get your, you still leave WoW. You're still done. You still dusted your feet. And I got a million gold for 25 bucks. Pretty good, Patrick. Not bad. And it's not illegal. That's totally, uh, that's not against the terms of service. You can just go do that, Right. What, you mean people who want to stop playing forever and then <laughs> yeah. you get their money? Yeah, they give me, I pay the 25 bucks to transfer their character. They send me all their gold. They leave and the they game. Want, wait, why would they do that? They want to keep the character just in case they want to come back. No, no, no. I'm saying before you delete your character, before you delete your account forever, you give me all your character's gold and then you go delete but why your not account. Just, why pay for the transfer? Why don't you just get the gold? Oh, well, no, I would get the gold because I paid for their transfer. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the deal I made. Oh, because if they're on a different server, you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. If they're on the same server, oh, yeah, right, just right, give right, me your right. just give me your gold if you're here. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's probably against the TOS, but think about it for a second. You could innocently do this where you're like, "Oh, I want to pay for my friend to come play over here." 
Oh, my friend is mad at WoW. He's leaving now. Oh, I guess he'll leave me his gold. Transaction complete. There's nothing TOS yeah. against that. I mean, maybe the no, spirit I, of it a I little bit. I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's absolutely fine. But it, you're no, but you're presenting it like it's some sort of genius idea. <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I mean, it's just like give me your gold. Yeah, it's just give me your. Anymore. It's give me your gold. The only essentially. The, <laughs> <laughs> this is how you made your your initial fortune, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Right? And well, I, I made my first uh, the first time I got a ton of gold, which I think at the time was a hundred thousand gold. Somebody left the server, was leaving WoW forever, and was going to delete everything. And he says, "Before I go, here here's here's my cash." Right. And so yeah. that's that, you're just describing what happened to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, you know, I'm just saying, twenty five bucks for a million gold is a pretty good deal. And a lot of people left. Or, or, or imagine if that person has five million gold. Whoa. That's a five time better deal. Wow. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Somebody who really plays the auction house. I could really get them. Mm. And they're so mad. Ah, you're so mad at Blizzard. Give me your money. Give me your gold. All right. Thanks, Ethan, for your email. That was great to hear from you. The instance at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 801 471 Two, and that's going to do it for the show, Patrick. Before we go, uh, people, a lot of people know this already, but for those who don't, you've got a little website called FrenchSpin.tv. No, FrenchSpin.com. There's no TV. Mm-hmm. TV is you. Is yes, I have a I have or a TV. That used to be you. Well, I, I I don't know what I have. I, I have .com, but I also mm-hmm. the TV goes to the Twitch channel. But anyway, uh, in your case, it's FrenchSpin.com, and it's full of podcasts that aren't this. So tell people more about it and what they could hear this week. Right there, there, there are two podcasts you could go check out the first one is pixels where we talk about games and you can go check that out because it's always fun to talk about games including games that are not published or developed by blizzard um some of them are pretty fun so go check that out and the other show is called the phileas club and we talk about stuff that happens in the world including brexit for example, if you want to hear the opinion of a Scotsman, an Irishman, and an Englishman, one of them uh, being for Brexit, you can go check out that uh, episode. It's a special from a few weeks ago, and you will find it indeed at Frenchspin.com. Yeah, and for those, uh, there's somebody who just asked, uh, his Pixels is English. That's an English show. So Yes. Yeah, it's not like you got it. I also French. have some... French shows, which are at uh, frenchspin.fr. Right. Uh, one about tech and one about gaming. Yeah. Indeed. Got both uh, languages covered over there at frenchspin.com or frenchspin.fr, which stands for effing uh, Richard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something and then I did. Oh, good. I'm glad it you also didn't. started by with Re. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't. Super. Yeah, I know. I, I I shouldn't, and I didn't. So oh man, good. that's awesome. But the more we talk about it, it's almost like you did. So we're going to stop talking about it now, and we're going to okay. move on. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff happening over at Frogpants.com as well. This show, of course, can be found at the instance.com or .net rather. We have a .net account. That's right, you guys. .net. Enjoy. Uh, so go check that out. The instance.net. All our old shows are there. All the stuff you need. Garrett Art is uh, Garrett's Twitter account. He's not here this week, but he'll be back soon. Not Patrick. I'm at Scott Johnson. Instant show for the show over there on Twitter. And more shows like this at frogpants.com. See you guys at BlizzCon. Have a fantastic week. Be good.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Blizzcon, welcome to Blizzcon.